0: Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast, my name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about ankylosing spondylitis and you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com ankylosing spondylitis or in the rheumatology section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Ankylosing spondylitis is an inflammatory condition affecting the axial skeleton mainly the spine and the sacroiliac joints, causing progressive stiffness and pain. It's also known as axial spondyloarthritis. It's part of the seronegative spondyloarthropathy group of conditions that also includes psoriatic arthritis and reactive arthritis. The main affected joints are the sacroiliac joints and the vertebral column joints. Inflammation causes pain and stiffness in these joints. It can progress to spine and sacroiliac joint fusion in advanced disease. There's a strong link with the HLA-B27 gene and around 90% of patients with ankylosing spondylitis have this HLA-B27 gene. It's thought that less than 10% of people who have the gene will go on to get ankylosing spondylitis. The condition is more common in men, but women can also be affected. Let's talk about the presentation. The typical presentation is a young adult male in their 20s. Symptoms develop gradually over at least three months. The main presenting features are pain and stiffness in the lower back and sacroiliac joint pain in the buttock region. The pain and stiffness is worse with rest and improves with movement. The pain worsens at night time and in the morning and it may wake them up from sleep. Patients will wake up with stiffness that takes at least 30 minutes to improve once they get moving. Additional symptoms and problems include chest pain related to the costovertebral and sternocostal joints enthesitis which is inflammation of the entheses where the tendons or ligaments insert into bone dactylitis which is inflammation of an entire finger vertebral fractures presenting with sudden onset new neck or back pain and shortness of breath which can be related to restricted chest wall movement Let's talk about some associations There's a long list of associated conditions and the key ones can be remembered with the five A's mnemonic. Anterior uveitis, aortic regurgitation, atrioventricular block or heart block, apical lung fibrosis which is pulmonary fibrosis of the upper lobes of the lungs and anemia of chronic disease. Next let's talk about Schober's test. Schober's test assesses spinal mobility. With the patient standing straight, the L5 vertebra is located and a point is marked 10cm above and 5cm below this level, 15cm apart from each other. Then the patient bends forward as far as possible and the distance between the points is measured. A length of less than 20 centimeters, meaning a 5cm increase, from standing straight indicates a restriction in lumbar movement and helps support the diagnosis of ankylosing spondylitis. Next, let's talk about investigations. The key investigations include inflammatory markers, for example, CRP and ESR, which may rise with disease activity, HLA-B27 genetic testing, an X-ray of the spine and sacrum, And an MRI scan of the spine which can show bone marrow edema early in the disease before there's any x-ray changes. So let's talk about the x-ray changes. A bamboo spine is the typical x-ray finding in the later stages of ankylosing spondylitis where there's fusion of the sacroiliac and the spinal joints. X-rays in ankylosing spondylitis can also show squaring of the vertebral bodies, subchondral sclerosis and subchondral erosions, syndesmophytes which are areas of bone growth where the ligaments insert into the bone, ossification of the ligaments, discs and joints which is where these structures start to turn into bone and fusion of the facet, sacroiliac and costovertebral joints. Finally let's talk about management. The rheumatology multidisciplinary team will manage patients. Treatment aims to control the symptoms and preserve function. Medical management may involve non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs or NSAIDs for example naproxen which are first line Anti-TNF medications are second line, for example, adalimumab, etanercept, or infliximab. Third line are monoclonal antibodies against interleukin-17, for example, secakinumab and ixakizumab. And another third line option is apadacidinib, which is a JAK inhibitor. Intraarticular steroid injections may be considered for specific joints. Additional management involves physiotherapy, exercise and mobilization, avoiding smoking, bisphosphonates to treat osteoporosis and surgery may occasionally be required for severe joint deformity. So thanks for listening to this episode on ankylosing spondylitis. As always a big thank you to Harry for perfectly editing the podcast and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about systemic lupus erythematosus.